Welcome back to The True Review. If you missed episode one, do go back and check it out. I am Julian Letzgauer and... And I'm Bear Plantagenet. No relation. Yeah, worth restating for new listeners, Bear and I are two uh, oases in a critical desert. Uh, no press accreditation, heaps of passion for the arts. Uh, we're here to provide reviews of The Fringe without an agenda, unlike uh, the grovelling media who seem to have massive hard-ons for all the kind of lefty rubbish that comes out of uh, Britain's theatre industry. Um, I put that in our press release. I think it's quite good. Do you like it? Yeah, I like how you say hard on in the press release. It's very saucy. It's very ultra, ultra, ultra. Like your show, your shows at Warwick. Mm. It was, it was so unfair. I can't believe how long ago this was, and I was still sticks out at me. It's how unfair mm. it was that we were never allowed to put them on. You know, the drama society hated you. It was just, you know, it was just full of a big bunch of communists. You know, mm. yeah, it was a communist clique. Basically. You did one play, which I remember, which I, uh, you promised me the lead part of, I think it was Cecil Rhodes, mm-hmm. you know, and I had the costume ready that I borrowed from my grandpapa, papa, and it was sort of a, you know, because he had the same one, like a little little hat and a sort of, you know, sort of a, a beige hat and uh, a uniform. The play was called Titans of Industry, and it was a retelling of, I don't want to use the word colonialism, but let's say... Yeah. Well, um, that word's massively, massively overused. You know, just to... Uh, uh, it was, you play a game of risk. That was it. Colonial. Mm. Risk. Mm. Age of Empires. But now mm. it's... Uh, now yeah. it's just... Anyway. Do you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you could probably even play uh, the board game Risk anymore. I think people out there would probably say, no, Risk uh, is racist, is probably what yeah. I'd say. Risk is racist. Yeah, sure. Okay, so it's Monopoly. <laughs> Yeah. But actually, just to you know, go back to the drama society, you know, you won't get, you won't, mm. you would not guess who I saw the other day. Yeah. Actually, in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh, mm. um, it was uh, Lucy Jones. She, do you remember her? Was she the one with the limp? I didn't want to say that. Yeah, I think you, I think you can say that. She did use it very effectively in the Glass Menagerie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was yeah, quite yeah. good, actually. But uh, I don't yeah. know, she's, she's, uh, was she good or did we just feel sorry for her? Anyway, yeah. anyway, I digress, I digress. How are you? Yeah, very good. I actually saw someone from from the Drama Society also in Edinburgh, and maybe I won't name names, just in case... Oh, let me they, guess. They let are, me guess. Well, they're listening. Well, okay. Well, the first name, John. Right. Yeah, it was John Wright. Right. Yes, John Wright. Very happy to see that he... Basically, his massive failure. He was quite, quite a kind of cocksure... Young man at university. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you remember. Yeah, he was quite. He was quite attractive. Yeah, man. yeah, but he's put on um, a lot of weight, uh, as people in their thirties often do. Oh, that's not okay. Uh, well, and get this, John's. He's not only completely bald. He's got a funny shaped head under all that hair. He's had a big, big head, like a like a very sort of um, satin shaped head. Because yeah. he had such a banana smile, I was like, that's the ring of the satin. That's. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, What's funny is that the top of his head, uh-huh. because he's put on so much weight, he's sort of uh-huh. um, the back of his neck uh, and the top of his head uh, kind of fold into one thing. It actually kind of looks uh, a little bit like when Voldemort takes his hat off and he's got two faces. No, don't, 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 yeah. don't, don't. I just, so that was no, John Wright. I just had, I just had my bulgurid. Mm. I don't. Well, anyway, no. let's get on with the episode. It is, as we record this, the morning of the 9th of August, uh, where our first episode basically felt like we are kind of dipping our feet 
uh, or finding our feet and then dipping them uh, as critics. We're 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 a week into the fringe. Uh, I'd say we're we're up to speed. We're basically experts. Would you agree, Ben? Oh yes. Uh, I know the direction to and fro from two venues now, and I can do that without my phone. I did a little test yesterday, and I managed to do it. Uh, you just mm. go take a right, and you just keep walking straight. Yeah, very nice. It wasn't that hard. I did it. I did yeah. it. Well, we've already been to see a ton of shows, uh, three of which are up for review today. I'll give you a list of what those are. Uh, Whip It, a supposedly family-friendly show about uh, BDS and M. Um, Meet Me at mm-hmm. Eight, a dining experience with a twist. Uh, a twist that I, I don't want to spoil anything, but Bear and I, I think, quite enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then Cumru One and All, uh, a show about being Welsh. God help us. Is that is that it? We, we, is that how we're pronouncing it? Cumru, Cumru. I wasn't sure if it was Simri. Mm, yeah, could be Simri. Any Welshies out there, get in touch. Tell us, tell us. Yeah. Educate us. I don't know whether they'll be listening there because do they have electricity and phones and whatnot? I don't My think so. My mother once went to Pembrokeshire and she said that uh, there was absolutely mm-hmm. no hot water. So I doubt it. I doubt it. Mm. Well, anyway, plenty to be excited about in the coming weeks as well. Difficult to decide what to review on the podcast because I've been managing the shared inbox and there is a tsunami of invites uh, for us to critique shows. I've been along to see quite a few that I would say haven't made it to the show, aren't very interesting, the normal kind of fringe dross. Uh, Bear, I gave you a list of 10. What out of those have you seen? Oh, I'm just getting the list out of my pocket. Um, uh, Well, uh, I haven't seen any of these yet. Um, I've just been mm. very tired, uh, very busy. Um, oh. uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, avid listeners, if you've been to the French, it's not just about the shows, it's about the, the joining in, the hustling, the bustling, the rubbing shoulders, the, the cajoling, the, the sort of, you know, uh, mm. the, the slap, on the, slap on the backsides mm. to say, I'm here, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a thesp. Well, I'm not. I'm a I'm a crit, and um, and you know people want to talk to me because they know they mm. see me now. This is a problem that I guess you're facing as well. People see me and they do this the the sort of oh the the flyering oh hello will you come and see oh oh aren't you Bear Plantagenet and I I say oh yes mm. I am and you know suddenly I've got this huge pile of flyers in front of me and I'm a attra- I'm, I'm I'm just attracting people like like a you know sort of a a stinking shit with all these just yeah. sort of flies buzzing at me. Oh, they're at me, they're at me, they're at me. And uh, I just have to say, slow down. I, I haven't got much time. Um, you know, I have my um, my eyes can't take too much light. So the, mm. you know, I sort of get quite mm. tired after one. Well, I, I always think of you, Bear, as a uh, nocturnal animal. Ah, yes, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. I I think people mm-hmm. call me that's uh, that's the nickname I would choose for myself, the owl. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did see a raft of shows that haven't made it uh, up for review, but one I want to give a shout out to because it's a final performance tomorrow. Very small uh, work in progress. Invite only. You'll know why when I tell you who's doing it. It is uh, Mary Wakefield. She is uh, the wife of Dominic Cummings. Oh, I thought I recognised yeah. that name. Yeah. Uh, she does something in The Spectator as well. Love 
The Spectator. Mary's show is a work in progress. I think she's potentially coming to the French next year. And uh, you would expect, you know, we're talking Spectator, politics, that it would be pretty hard-hitting political theory. Actually, she just stayed in kind of completely relatable family territory about her troubles on a skiing holiday where her son was being a wimp and had a very funny breakdown at the top of a black run. Um, she told a very funny story about the time uh, she said to Dominic, can you make the packed lunches for the family for the visit to Barnard Castle? And he actually used duck fat instead of butter. He couldn't see what was going on. And then some romping tales of her grandfather ordering the torture of Mau Mau leaders in Kenya. So really funny stuff. Mary's a great storyteller. I imagine. I could imagine. I really hope she expands it. Yeah, brings it to the festival, you know, for a full run next year, hopefully. Um, there's a final work in progress show tomorrow, uh, 1pm, 67 Northumberland Street, invite only. Um, I'd love to get along. Why didn't I come along with you? Uh, you were invited, but I think potentially, not to sort of out you on air, but you were maybe uh, rubbing shoulders and slapping ass with the Bear fans, as it were. Um, oh, yes, the, the, the lads, the lads from Belgium, mm-hmm. from Porridge, were about. They wanted yeah. to show me their their training technique. Um, well, they're very fit lads, so I would think, prob- you know, those chaps have got some good training. Yeah, um, they're yeah. beautiful men. They've, got, they've all got protruding veins on their thighs. Um, mm. uh, they allow me to sort of push mm-hmm. them in and um, back out again. And uh, one of them wanted me to, to go in for a closer sort of smell. I always tell people this, to smell a vein. And uh, that really gives you a sort of a sense of that. So, I was, yeah, we're doing a lot of vein smelling last night. Um, mm. Yeah, it was, it's interesting. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed uh, of mm. smelling veins. Um, Quite intimate. Yeah, yeah. I, love a, I love a smelly vein. Yeah. Before we get on to the reviews, uh, Bear, did you hear back from Marcus Mumford about the title music for the podcast? Short short answer, no. But uh, long answer, Carrie is giving him a bit of a hard time with the childcare. Um, so, you know, I left him a, a few little WhatsAppies, uh, WhatsApp voice messages. Mm-hmm. I had a little blue tick, blue tick. I had a little thumbs up. Um, so I sort of, what I ended up doing is sort of recorded him a sort of what I would imagine the, the theme tune to be like. Um, that one hasn't been listened to yet. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to put the blame squarely on the shoulders of Kerry Mulligan right here. Um, it's often the wife it is often the wife with uh, is, it, is it often with or is it always? well just so. well well just thinking about you know about yoko oh no well anyway i guess we'll do without total music and we'll jump into the first of the shows up for review today that is whip it from fry's theater at 10 o'clock creaming it underbelly until the 27th of august a family friendly show about bdsm that's the extent of the copy the extent of the marketing that's all we knew going in well personally i didn't know what bdsm even stands for bondage discipline submission masochism mm-hmm. there you go i learned that uh I, I know you know this i sort of spent uh some time can't remember quite how long in uh b-town big town bigger city in europe as it stands now it's been unfair Berlin, yes, I spent a lot of time there. Um, uh, someone once told me in a lovely little shop what it stood for, and just sort of stuck in my head. There you go. No, I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, no, no, I haven't really. Uh, let's say strayed from the path of uh, looking into alternative um, sexual practices. But if you had to pick one, if you had, if you had to pick one of the BDSM, mm. which one would it be? It would possibly 
be disciplined. I quite liked at school, a uh, quite rigid sense of order that the boys and I had. Quite a lot of discipline, you know, informal and formal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the teachers and from each other. You know, I think it's really good to keep people in line. I quite like that uh, that sense of, um, yeah, good good sense of order. So, yeah, no, I'd probably pick the D. What, what about yourself? I, I go through phases, actually. Not that I'm that particularly bothered, but, uh, you know, I, I like a bit of uh, a, a bit of bondage. Uh, I, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've always had a bit of a, a fantasy of being uh, tied to a railway track um, and mm. just being left there. Mm. And yeah, well, and and just well, you know, I would sort of see that as the ultimate act. You know, eventually I've been making love to the train whilst dying at the same time. That would be um... yeah, very Ballardian of you. Okay, very nice. Um, let's get into thinking about the show. I think that there's probably not very much we can talk about that is not explicit. So obviously, uh, hands over your ears, uh, or indeed just uh, you know skip over this section. Oh yes, if you don't like if you don't like listening to these things, we're going to warning yeah. now. It's a yeah. warning now. There, we're just saying it. And obviously, so there's the a warning. you know quite fundamental aspect to this, which is that um, you know obviously if there are any children listening, if you're in the Range Rover driving along up to Edinburgh, you want to listen to a brilliant review show, find out what you should go and see, uh, and you're listening to us, uh, then I would say if the kids are in the back, uh, pop the privacy screen up. Um, or turn this uh, right down low and have a conversation over the top of it. It is uh, an explicit show. I'm not really sure how it manages to market itself to family audiences, or indeed whether theatre is the right place to be having these kinds of conversations. But uh, I I certainly learnt something. The opening musical number is called Golden Shower. I love that bit. Did you not love that? The tap dancing... I asked actually the production uh, manager, how did you make the water yellow? And they, she said, uh, it's a mixture of uh, sort of a, a plant-based mm. food dye, some sort of a Dulux uh, sample paints, which are non-toxic, and mm. uh, yellow Play-Doh. And that, the yellow Play-Doh sort of gives it the sort of slightly gloopy texture of a, of a, of a urine mm-hmm. that is perhaps of someone who is severely dehydrated. That's sort of the urine that I'm told, I don't know this, I sort of learnt this from a long time ago, that the fans of water sports, as they say, they prefer the urine to be of a darker quality. Yes, yes, that's what they, they like. The the gloopy stuff. Anyway, I digress, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but it's lovely though, lovely, 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 lovely. From from the opening moment, Golden Shower, I mean, I think that gives you a pretty clear sense about the kind of tone of the show. I did look around, there were parents in the audience with... I would call them quite kind of alternative, uh, look at me, I'm very clever hairstyles. And I did wonder, you know, what are you here for? You know, why, why are you bringing your kid along to something like this? For me, I don't know about your sex education, Bear, but for me, it was, uh, you know, Papa telling me some pretty fruity anecdotes. I should think for a young lady that all they need is for Mumsy to sit them down and just give them a good talking to about um, using protection. You know, I don't really see beyond that much need for the kind of thing that the show is presenting. Uh, let's let's, for the sake of brevity, call it um, the queer agenda is what I would call it, or you know, alternative sexuality. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Let's call it. Let's let's call a let's call a spade a shovel. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's out there. You know, yeah, same. My my sex education was perfectly fine. You know, I you know I thought I think it was good that in school I was you know mm-hmm. I was othered, I was bullied, I was told I should know my place, and uh, I think it served me perfectly well. You know, I feel like I've come out 
bit stronger because of yeah it's character building isn't it character building character building all this softy lovey stuff no Mm, mm. and you know i i would also say obviously you know what two concerning adults do are in the privacy of their own home is absolutely their business but uh shoving it down the throat of kids i found to be yeah i'm pretty poor taste you know absolutely agree with you bear the musical numbers were, were toe tapping um particularly enjoyed give me the beads i'll do it myself that's quite a good number gape that was another good one. Oh, yeah Gape? Is that what they were saying? I thought you were saying cape. No, no, no. Gape. gape. No. Oh, I think I remember. Gapes a gape. A gapes a gape. What japes in my gape? That one was. Oh, that was yep, lovely. That's the one. Yeah, sort of rap style yes, kind yes, of yes, yes, yes. musical number. Yeah, but really, all of this profoundly irresponsible and wholly inappropriate uh, to to put in front of children. You know, and yes, I did have a little look see at the theatre company Fry's theatre their their website and they are in receipt of arts council england money uh public funding you know and i wonder if oh let's put that yeah, out there I, yeah. maybe we should have it taken yeah. away i well, just wonder if you know really think about it you know this is this is taxpayers money there's a cost of living crisis going on uh nobody wants their money spunked up the wall and here it is literally being spunked up the wall of the theatre yes i i deeply resent the idea that you know, alternative sexual identities mm. have, have come to the fore. Mm. Yeah. I... Can we agree that sex is a man uh, working themselves up to the point of uh, ejaculation in um, a mm-hmm. hole, be it, um, you know, um, their partner or someone else mm. they meet on uh, a work trip, which is what my daddy told me. Absolutely. Um so no don't don't think it was very good uh you know one of the big discussions within the show is of course about uh pornography and the young people's exposure to that bear how'd you find that actually i had a little tinkling of an idea you know i've got a lot of time on my hands outside of the true review and i thought how about creating you know you heard it here first porn sites for children mm-hmm I mean, they're already watching it. I thought we could do a family-friendly porn for children in which the characters are dressed up as their sort of favourite action heroes uh, for the boys, uh, Mm. Barbie dolls for the girls. Yeah, I mean, they're they're already watching porn. They may as well watch, you know. I don't know about you, but I used to grab my my sister's Barbie doll and my brother's action man, and I used to sort of knock their legs together. And uh, I used to imagine what was there. And I, why don't we just do it? Why don't we show it? Yeah. I think, well, absolutely, as long as you're showing good, healthy, you know, man on top, uh, whether that's man and man, you know, the man's on top, or man on lady. Yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be good if, if young young kids could access something that wasn't, frankly, dangerous. Something a bit more straightforward, a bit more missionary. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think it sounds like a brilliant idea. One of those things that you sort of think, it's such a simple idea, why hasn't it been done? Why am I the first person to think of this? Yeah. Okay, well, shits. How many shits do we give this show, considering it is a piece of kind of wokey queer trash? Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two. Two shits, but one of those is just for mm-hmm. the the, the sparkly mm-hmm. sparkly wee wee. Uh, I think I'll join you. I think I'll give it two shits, and um, that's me being generous because I think the numbers, Gate in particular, you know, the show numbers were were pretty tapping. They were good fun. Obviously, as a premise, I think it's. An, absolute atrocity but there you go what you meant to expect from the kind of woke brigade that is uh, our first review today whip it 
Fry's Theatre, 10 o'clock, creaming it underbelly uh, until the 27th of August, supposedly a family-friendly show about BDSM. Okay, so review number two, quite a fascinating interactive experience for you. Oh yes, this was Meet Me at Eight, an interactive dining experience at the Pleasance at Kitchenesque. What time was this on? Seven o'clock until August the 18th. Now, quite a special show. Very special show. Very special Nothing like it before. Well done. Can we have more like this? Please. Sorry. Yeah. Just got no, no excited no, there. I've been thinking about this for a very long time. I should just also point out the spelling of this show is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's called uh, Meet Me. They've spelled meet. M-E-A-T. I'm just going to leave that there for people to ponder over. One of those things I think this show really hooks you in um, on one premise. It's an interactive dining experience. You're going to come along. You're going to have dinner. Don't have dinner before you go. But I think uh, much like the title, you know, it deserves a second read. When you get in there, everything changes. So Bear and I sat down in our uh, in our best. Bear, I think you looked absolutely fantabulous, uh, by the way. Thank I think you. you. You really do. For someone, for someone who's working on a limited wardrobe. <laughs> I know it's one I've worn before actually yeah. that uh it's just a bit embarrassing but don't no, tell no. don't tell Tilly and Tilly and Jose no, 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 I no. wore that to their um pre-wedding ah no it's gorgeous velvet suit but don't worry wear what you like because you are provided for the whole experience with a one of those sort of you see you see tourists wearing them uh, a kind of plastic cagoule and overshoes for, for what's to come later on. But so, yeah, you know, Bear and I sat down looking gorgeous. You're presented with the menu. Everything's got meat on it, which is actually quite refreshing to see in a restaurant nowadays. You know, often you, you get there and you think, oh, my goodness, here we go. Another sort of halloumi tart um, or something boring. Uh, but no, every every dish has got meat in it from beef, pork, lamb, duck, chicken, everything. And there's three prices. First of all, it's free if you're willing to kill the animal yourself. Secondly, it's relatively cheap if you sit in a viewing chamber to watch uh, the animal be killed. Um, or it's actually pretty pricey if you don't want anything to do with the process of uh, slaughter. Which I think, you know, what a what a really wonderful thing for us to sit down there in in that restaurant and be presented with with that option. I absolutely think so. And, and I I was fully on board. The, the little actor with the sort of twisty moustache, love that little touch, mm-hmm. came round, a little French accent he put on for us. And he said, oh, what uh, meat or would you like? And uh, I, what, should we, what, do you remember what you had? Well, you, 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 had? Picked, you picked pretty big. No, I did. I went for... You went for horse. And I really, <laughs> I mean, you don't see it often on British menus. I have since a young boy been an advocate mm. for the british getting the horse on the menu no the horse is fantastic and i i i thought why don't i just prove my point right now yeah yeah why don't i just prove my point i did yeah. very, very big, yes. i went slightly more modest mine was a cow well it was beef um so i was gonna have a boeuf bourguignon but uh kill kill the beef myself um so we, we both chose that yeah, I went for a cheval ceviche, which was mm-hmm. very thinly sliced um, sections of, of horse. Um, oh. I, I'm, the, the best part of the horse is the, the neck, because it's mostly covered by the mane, mm-hmm. which keeps it nice and dry. Perfect mm-hmm. for ceviche. I learned that off uh, my grandpapa, who mm-hmm. actually bred horses secretly. We're allowed to tell people now, but we did... Uh, 
Anyway, yeah. So, uh, okay. So, how did you? Let's tell. How did you go about with killing the killing the cow? I will say here, full disclosure. Bear and I were the only two who picked the option of killing what we ate. Everyone else sort of, I don't know, really what you know what they thought they were getting into when they came to the dining experience. But yeah, they all went for the I'll have nothing to do with it and I'll just pay to not be involved. Um, so there, Bear and I go skipping along into the slaughterhouse. Uh, well, Bear into the knacker's yard, uh, me into the slaughterhouse. Put on the cagoule. Uh, you get protective eyewear. I was given the choice: Do I want to use bolt gun, which is the classic? Uh, you're killing a cow. They're quite a large animal, quite dangerous. You sort of need to ensure that you're, uh, you know, you're you're doing it pretty quickly. But it's actually very beautiful. The attention to detail on the the display of mm. the the. The killing objects mm. very much presented on this beautiful silver tray, mm-hmm. and the the French style waiter is like you know big your big your killer mm-hmm. machine or mm-hmm. whatever he said. And uh, yeah, sorry, Karen, I just wanted to read no, no, the attention be- to detail on it this was show really was really beautiful. Was attention was to second detail. to none. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I thought was really interesting uh, and quite a great piece of detail is uh, obviously, you know, they're walking into a slaughterhouse, uh, trying to provide you um, the one-on-one theatre audience with the full experience of a slaughterhouse. So they've got the sounds of animals being slaughtered, they've got the sounds of, you know, electric shocks, bolt guns going off, blood dripping to the floor, all the things you'd expect at a slaughterhouse, but, you know, really built into the experience, quite, quite, you know, shockingly powerful stuff. And it gives a huge sense of drama and weight to the whole arrangement, really. Um, yeah, so I was given the choice of bolt gun or sword. I played it safe and went for the sword, just because Bear and I both did fencing with Warwick. Um, I think we both, you know, adequately handle ourselves with a rapier or a sword. Or uh, and and then I went for it. One of the, I, you know, things I really appreciate about the whole experience: complete freedom, do what you want. Um, you know, as long as the meat's usable, uh, which I, you know, quite quite thrilling. Yes, I I went in and I, I you know I, I'm very respectable of horses and I, I went in I sort of gave him a little pat on the side of the head I was told his name mm. was Bruce and he was a former Shire mm. horse and uh, because I really wanted this ceviche I I sort of went for the sort uh, I think you call it a plane that you use for sort of shading wood and I just I just went in mm. uh, pulled the mane back and just sort of shaved off uh, bits mm. of his neck. Um, lovely, lovely. Oh, you didn't even go for the kill. No, um, no. I, I. Well, that's the thing that I sort of let, let it writhe about a bit, and then um, yeah, no. there was a lot of name. People really didn't like that. Um, got a little bit angry there. So eventually, I just sort no. of went for the the punch method. I just sort of, I sort of had a little fight with the horse. Sort of punched it in the face a bit, punched it in the ribs. Uh, he tried to fight back, but was weakened. So obviously everyone knows the horse's strongest muscle is the neck. And actually, this was a bit cheeky of me, but I actually stole a glass of milk from your cow. Uh, um, I hope that was okay. I hope you weren't offended by that. Uh, no, 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 not at all. Offended other people. Someone else was really offended. So it was well, that, that's what's most surprising. You know, you've got a lot of people walking in here, people looking through the viewing glass or listening, in, uh, in my case, to the sound of me uh, slicing up the cow. You coming in, uh, nabbing a glass of milk before it, you know, completely gone. And, you know, we came back out there, bloodied, came back to sit down, wait for the cook 
to uh, prepare the ceviche in your case, the beef bourguignon in my case. You know, we got some funny looks from people. I didn't feel confident doing it at the time, but perhaps what I would have liked to have said is, well, come on, mate, uh, you're sitting there, you're about to have a beef bourguignon. At least I put the work in. Do you know what I mean? I find it, you know, immensely hypocritical uh, of people to sit there judging us when they're eating it. They're going to eat it anyway. Yeah. What do you think's in your Greg sausage roll? Well, potentially horse anyway. It is horse. It's yeah. horse. I'm telling you it's horse. Yeah. That was, that was quite an experience. I, you know, and I think a lot of people came out quite shocked, saw a few people looking a bit pale. The St John's ambulance are on hand uh, for anyone who gets a bit wobbly on the knees. I was in the St. John's Ambulance once. Fantastic organisation. Well, they, they had to let me go. Did you? What did you uh, do? Because I was, uh, I, got a, I got addicted to the defibrillator. Right. St. John's Ambulance don't have defibrillators anymore. Because of you? Uh, it was a spate yeah. of defibrillator addictions. Yeah. And one boy um, actually did it so hard on someone else, his eyeballs... Um, his eyeballs sort of sunk. So they said it was time to part ways, but I, you know, it's it's a poor man's paramedic. Bloody St. John's. Bloody St. John's. Anyway, so, shits. Five. Yep, five for me. Thought it was really fantastic. Anybody out there also wanting to uh, go and kill for their supper, that is Meet Me at 8, an interactive dining experience, The Pleasants at Kitchenesque, 7pm until August the 18th. Fantastic. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to go uh, into our little break and reviews to have a, a little bit of a goings-on about town, uh, just to mention a few shows. I thought today we'd have a look at uh, immersive shows. first one I've got for you, Bear, is uh, The World in Your Pocket, a show where the audience are invited to sift through the rubbish um, in a giant pile uh, inside a, an old school hall, uh, looking for rare earth minerals to be used in the manufacture of mobile phones. To be honest, it sounds like a pile of rubbish. Um, it just sounds like hard work to me, yeah. No, no thank you. Yeah, I mean, there are people elsewhere in the world who would actually quite like to do that job, which is what I find a bit disrespectful about the show, is, um, you know, there's somewhere, someone in West Africa is being paid a uh, dollar a day to do that, let them get on with it, you know. You've got one, which sounds quite interesting. Oh, Bottom Feeder, uh, yeah. a show about gay cruising, um, which was entirely immersive, absolutely loved it. Um, actually made me think that, you know, being gay it was probably more fun when it was illegal. And uh, I'm, you know, possibly shall we think about reversing the decision? I, which I, I sort of think that the show mm. was trying to, to tell us. Uh, I was greeted by a sort of elderly gent. I think he said his name was um, Doogie. Mm -hmm. Dougie? Doogie? Mm. I'm going to say Doogie. And uh, he regaled me with tales of uh, what Edinburgh was like in this time. And you never guess the stories he told. And he, he had to meet him by a bus stop and he would say, everyone used to call this Mary's bus stop. Because uh, that's what all the Scottish lads would call a, call a gay, a Mary. Mm -hmm. And then you'd skip along through the meadows, finished with a little trip to, I don't know if you know, at the top of the meadows, there's a public lavatory. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would say, you know, Doogie said that this was before uh, before the apps. This is where you'd come. Then he sort of gave me a lovely little... Um, it was bordering on demonstration. Um, finished with just him and me very close together. 
in in the in the sort of cubicle and someone came in and he he, he grabbed my face and said Shh, you've got to be very quiet and it really really felt like i mean i was there it was a, mm. it was a one-on-one uh one-on-one experience then he sort of um you know undid his trousers as he would do he um, allowed me to touch him and uh it was quite an experience i i loved it i'd really recommend it's hard to find though it's not in the fringe guide but a lot of these good things are, mm. you know, you've just got to look for them. You've got to look for them. Listen, listen, listen out. And, you know, I found this because he just sort of stopped me at Mary's bus stop and said this was Mary's bus stop. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, obviously that's when uh, art and theatre, you know, is working at its best is is when you're taking on a journey. It's quite unexpected. And, uh, yeah, it's unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds quite yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more show, interactive show worth mention um, is Library, uh, a show about the importance of libraries, which, to be honest, worth mention because I say uh, probably avoid. I think we all know that libraries, are, you know, I think it's, you know, the 21st century. I think we know that libraries are completely redundant and serve no public value whatsoever anymore because the internet exists. Uh, so, you know, personally, I'd say libraries get rid of them. You know, that's quite a lot of, um, quite often, central land in, in towns and cities, you know. Uh, that's library, uh, the interactive show. Um, that's the going on uh, about town section. Now time for our final review. A bit of a disagreement about how to pronounce this, but uh, I'll give it my best shot. Uh, Cumru, one and all, uh, by Gavin Pritchard-Jones, the funky spinster. It's a free friend show, so um, we just popped along without an invite. A show about being Welsh and gay. But what is Welsh? It was someone from the county of Wales. No, no thank you. Yeah. Gavin has made a solo show. He obviously thinks that uh, being from Wales, being Welsh, is interesting. I sort of feel like these shows are only really on because they are, you know, everyone's a little bit too polite to say... Uh, actually, that sounds really boring. You know, being Welsh, let's say, being Scottish, that's not a replacement for a personality. Well, it's not. It's not. Everything's an identity these days. You know, what have I got in my mm. hand right now? I've got, I've got a, I've got a duster in my hand. I'm gay and I'm a duster. Welsh. I, I, I identify. Mm. I, well, maybe, I, maybe I identify as Welsh. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine if I, but Im, imagine if I wrote and performed a show about being English. No one would ever put that on. Well, you'd, you'd be told probably you're being racist. Pembrokeshire is in Wales. Mm-hmm. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Uh, that's where my mother went. Beautiful yeah. place. Yeah. I, I wish that we could just sort of actually break that part off and sort of stitch it onto maybe we could stitch that onto um, we could make Cornwall even longer onto on, onto yeah onto Cornwall yeah. just stitch that onto Cornwall yeah. they don't deserve it they don't deserve it yeah you know and I thought you know Gavin seems like a nice chap you know I thought but he was a lovely lovely looking man um, I think I'd probably say to him look mate you know you're obviously an adequate performer you can dance does a little bit of dance in there um, tells the story about growing up talks about his mum a lot I'd say Gavin look lose the accent oh that funny accent then you've got yourself you know you're much more castable I can't you know couldn't couldn't see Gavin in let's say like a TV drama or a film you know Richard Curtis film you know Gavin's not going to be not going to be a serious part in that you know it's going to be some kind of comic relief 
No, I know. <laughs> Another thing is, well, it's very, very difficult. You know, you do sometimes look at um, some of these guys and gals come to do a one-person show at the festival, and then you know they're not twenty-one anymore. They're not. They're not sort of playing around. This is what they do in their life, and you think, well, gosh, you know, you're a little bit old to be doing a one-person show. What's gone wrong? in your career you know is it you know is there any point really is what i what i think no 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 i very much see yes i see gavin as you know gavin was you know uh, mm. you're probably doing this just to get noticed i'm not really sure that you want to do the solo shows but uh i mean how old are you gavin i want to say at least 30 and for an actor that's past it yeah yeah um so yeah you know shits wise for me i'm going to be very generous gavin seems like a nice chap if he got over the chip on his shoulder, got over the whole Wales thing, yeah, I'd probably give him three shits as it stands. I'm going to give him two and a half. Yeah, I was also going to say three shits. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Let's give him three. Yeah. That is Cumru one and all, Gavin Pritchard-Jones, the hockey spinster, free fringe at 4pm. Well, that's all for today. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I love chatting theatre with you. It's just, oh, it just makes me feel this is what I meant to do. You know, this is what I meant. I finally found mm -hmm. it. Yes. Uh, same, you know, very much thinking, you know, the office still stands for anyone listening who's involved in the world of broadcast uh, to get in touch. Also, if you're just an average listener, do send us an email. Let us know any any positive uh, thoughts that you have. Support is always lovely to receive. And of course, if you do want us to come along uh, and review a show and have two complimentary tickets, uh, it, just drop me an email at juliantherewreview at gmail.com. This has been episode two of The True Review. As in episode one, we pick a charity deserving of your cash donations because frankly we don't need it and we don't need any recompense uh, for how joyful it is to sit here together bear um and uh yeah you know talk talk about the arts who's that charity this week uh, so the charity this week is uh the institute of economic affairs oh yes yeah really really wonderful bunch of chaps uh, they're trying to make a comeback and they need your help they had, uh, had some tough times, I think it's fair to say. They had a really tough time with um, Liz Truss yeah. and Kwasi Kwarteng. Uh, but they need your support to come back. And uh, yes, I think they're, they're a fantastic choice. Yeah, I'm rather hoping to offer them my services, actually. I think that, you know, they've got a great kind of policy base. Uh, they have some brilliant ideas for the arts, uh, including cutting all public funding. Uh, if there's anyone from the Institute listening, I've, I've got, you know, I can go one further. My proposal is to return uh, the arts to a system of royal patronage. I think it would work brilliantly for theatre. If it worked for Shakespeare, uh, why not for today? So Fantastic. That's a brilliant idea, yeah. Julian. So that, uh, that's our charity of choice today, the Institute for Economic Affairs. And uh, that, well, that, that name makes it sound like a big well-funded think tank, but, you know, really they could use your support. So we do encourage you to head to their webpage. Uh, and don't forget that uh, charitable giving is tax deductible. So the more you give, the more you save. Oh, lovely. That's all for uh, episode two of The True Review. I'm Julian Letzgauer, and he's... Bear Plantagenet, no relation. Thanks so much for listening to The True Review episode two. Lovely.